three, two, one. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Into the Combine. Uh-huh. I'm Stan Exotic. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> I'm shoddy. Fuck. I don't know. I guess I'm just Jay, you son of a bitch. Jay the man. <laughs> yeah, you're just Jay the man today. Stealing my goddamn name. <laughs> okay, you could be Jay Exotic. Thank you. Thank no, you. It, it, what, is, what has said has been spoken. That's it. <laughs> It fits more. I, I don't. Yeah, you can't stand, change Stan the man. That's yeah, yeah. That's your forever name. Yeah, that's true. This is Jay Exotic. Yeah, finally got the finally got to catch up and watch that. <laughs> it's good. Actually, I watched it like the day after we had the last cast. Did I you? couldn't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a was that a bonus episode we were talking about it. I think so. Yeah. 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 Still haven't watched it yet, boys. No. no. Nope. You, you, you been watching anything quarantine shows or no? No, I'm not in quarantine. Uh, well, boys. yeah, but you can't go <laughs> I'm out still after working. Work. Yeah, but I or mean, wait, you're I, in Georgia. You guys are like yeah, open. Yeah, I'm in right? Georgia. We're done. We can do whatever we <laughs> oh, yeah, want. I can go bowling, get a tattoo, <laughs> go to the hairdresser again. Yeah, we're on lockdown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> our Georgia governor gave our rights back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're no, fighting it's for him over here. here. We're fighting hard. Dude, you see I heard, dude, yeah. I heard they stopped, they stormed the town hall or whatever with guns and shit. Yeah, that's yeah, fucked up times we are living in, boys. It is. Fucked it's fucked up, up times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, well we got a special uh, quarantine Friday night edition of a podcast. We're yeah. recording on Friday night, which we never do. Every day's so. Friday, Saturday, Sunday for me, so I can't <laughs> exactly. fuck not. <laughs> Nothing fucking better to do. Yeah, no working over here for those. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, no work for me. You guys are kind of working. Yeah, kind of. Well, should we break it down? Yeah, let's do it. I'm done. Stan, you better know that. Dude, uh, I don't off the top of my like, tongue, but what is it? His tongue. <laughs> it's on the, okay, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I don't, I got, I can't, I don't know. <laughs> it's right at the tip of my head, but I'll help you out. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, Riding Out, the new album. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. going to be my guess. Ronin is yeah. what it's called. 
That's fucking awesome. That song was, yeah, uh, that was Reaper. That was a banger. Dude, it's I felt the energy. good, man. I haven't been I listening. felt the energy. I haven't been oh, listening yeah, I know. a whole like, lot of hardcore, but like this one was like, this is the first one from this year. Where I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I want to go skateboard. I want to go. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It, it's so good. I, nice. I I loved it, and I feel the same way. I want to hop on a board and just fucking cruise and start doing some shit. <laughs> I, li- I like it because a lot of the hardcore, that beatdown shit, doesn't have that kind of just energy. It's just like, I mean, like the way they just say, you know, they go in the haze, and you just want to fist pump, and then <laughs> yeah, you just like, yep, and it goes yep. back fast, and you're like, oh shit, wait, I want that to come back, and then it does, and like, <laughs> then the breakdown is just fucking so cool. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, man. I'm so, like, I'm so glad it's not like just metallic hardcore. This is like punk skate hardcore yeah. and fucking walter that vocalist yeah. dude on this album because you know you remember the whole thing with him where he went to jail for smuggling uh weed like 700 Wasn't pounds it of dope weed? yeah it was oh, it yeah. was dope it was hashish yeah. <laughs> my hero yeah, i think it was straight edge huh? at the time or something so i don't know the whole story but whatever the he it's w- not that's straight edge you're pretty much straight edge if you're just smoking weed there's nothing wrong with that that's not <laughs> alcohol or anything it's just weed i mean are you straight it's like edge? taking Breaths of air. Is it tech- breathing? What if you're straight edge and you're just smuggling it? Is that to be straight? I mean, is that you, straight edge? It, you're not smoking it. Every day he's hustling. I There's no. I mean, yeah, you're just hustling. That's you're not consuming it. You're not yeah. indulging. So yeah. I don't know his story, but he went to jail for like, a, like at least a year for weed. Yeah, for well, <laughs> seven hundred pounds how much should he or something. Have? How, huh. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of uh, ganja. <laughs> yeah. That's a so lot of guys. Seven hundred so pounds in what state? What in what state was it? I don't know. I, I forget. I don't. Might be. I mean, I might be from California. L.A. Yeah. Even I, even even in L.A., that's still a lot if it's undocumented. Yeah. So he's probably pissed as fuck, and that dude. You just <laughs> he he sounds like a fucking like rabid dog. Like he's just like he's fucked up, man. He, it's the, it's yeah. the reason this band's awesome. He's like he's insane. It's worth it. Even if you're not a big hardcore mm-hmm. fan, fucking listen to it. He's, it's just nuts, man. It's like it's just fun. It's pissed. And it's it's fucking if you like riding out, I mean we all liked riding out before, so Yeah, I agree. It's it sounds awesome. Gang vocals yeah. chance. But anyways, what are we doing today? Okay. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just throwing well, it out there. No no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I, I don't either Jason tell us what we're doing <laughs> at least you're here <laughs> yeah I showed up but I don't know what we're doing boys <laughs> no what is we it? got a, what we're listening to uh, and we got a special on Martin Van Druen Drunen Drunen whatever <laughs> no run that back say the man's name right how dare you well no, I mean it's Stan, just a, a special death metal hand. legend, Martin yeah. Van Druen. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, pestilence, asphyx, and hail of bullets. Yep, one we're, of each. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, one <laughs> of each. What is that alluding to? We're gonna we're gonna dive into those a little bit and <laughs> jump into some of his albums, and then we got an interview with uh, Greg of Paradise Lost. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Cool. So, Stan, I see you got some clips in here. You got you been obviously listening well, to something. I guess, can I can I talk about why you know we didn't have any clips for you? <laughs> we we well, I, I see you, I, I see plenty of mine and Jason's. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, hey, if you guys walked by a fire hydrant and just seen it spewing water all over the place, would you do anything about it? No, do I look like a fire guy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what I thought too. <laughs> no, I guess talk about why I didn't bring any clips. Did you? I didn't did think you I, I didn't have an issue with the fire hydrant. 
No, I just the wife was walking by and just sent me a clip of a fucking fire hydrant, oh. just like spewing water, and says, "Should I do something about this?" And I don't. I was like, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Like, <laughs> like we're gonna bucket. Like, <laughs> maybe call, call someone. someone but I guess. I don't, know. I, I, I don't know. It looks like it's set up to do that, though. Like they, they, they. I don't know. I don't think they yeah. just do that. I don't know. I told her to just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even in front of our house. I don't know. <laughs> not your problem then. Not my yeah. problem. <laughs> exactly. Coronavirus. We got more shit to do with than water getting all over the floor. I don't know. Put it in buckets, drink it. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, I want to justify why I didn't bring any clips. I didn't think I needed to bring any clips. Okay. Because I was going to talk about the new Black Dahlia murder album. I was hoping you were going to. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if that's, I didn't, I didn't know if that was taboo for what we're listening to. I don't know if we were going to talk about it in depth more on another episode has anybody else here listened to it i actually haven't listened to it yet you butcher yeah <laughs> i listened to it um like a good once and a half to two times i think okay so i'm not like not enough i remember the last one it took me like three listens to like oh that, now i really like it dude mm-hmm. this one took me one listen to be like holy shit it's different from the last one yeah. but i guess yeah. that's all i'm gonna say about it right now well, I listen. So, I mean, there was a few. I remember a couple songs that really stood out, like when I listened to it. Because that first time, I was like, "Yeah, another Black Dahlia album." You know what I mean? I felt that way too the first time, but the second time, I was like, "Holy shit, there's some bangers in here." So, like, uh, okay, Sunless, uh, Sunless Empire. Yes, that was like the one song I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I think it had. I don't remember remember much about it except I remember like writing it down. Like it had some cool solo in it. Yeah. the songs where they did throw like new things in that's always what i like like i like the last album the ones that had uh 
Brandon Ellis, like his stuff on it. It was more heavy metal. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. More, a little different for them. And I could hear that on this one again. Like anything like that I'm into just because, dude, they've had so many albums now. I like when they throw some monkey wrenches in there. I completely agree. So you think it's, is it better than the last one then? Yo, I think it's much better than the last one. I think they were maybe still trying to figure out the sound of the la- of the band with the last one, with the new members. Yeah. You know, because it was just so, I mean, the new drummer, there was the new guitarist. There's a lot of new shit going on. So I feel like they figured it out and it sounds more like Black Dahlia with just, I guess, a, re- a you know, a refinement of sound. So it's a little bit faster it's a little back to the roots. I feel like the last one was just a little bit too dark. You think? And too, yeah, I don't know. Just, I guess in terms of just the overall ominous vibe of the CD, I feel like this one just slaps you in the face and it keeps going. Yeah, it was um, fast. Yeah, so I, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I read something about like Trevor, like he slowed down a little bit. He was like, he tried to slow his, like n- not throw so many words in there, like go a little more. Hmm simple with it i don't know i don't interesting like i said i didn't listen to it enough to be like dissecting it but um, did you notice that at all uh what do you, what do you mean by that he slowed it down a little well bit? like i don't think the music slowed down but he just said he wasn't trying to cram like a million words in there he said he was trying to like enunciate things more and like slow it down you know less words per minute kind of thing or something like that okay i feel i feel that then yeah i mean i i agree with that i at times i felt like there was a different singer mm-hmm. i guess singing so yeah, I mean, I'll agree with that. Yeah. I feel like he was doing some different shit on this album that I had not heard him do before. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, dude, I loved it. I thought it was a great album. I, I listened to it like hardcore a little bit for a couple of weeks uh, when it first came out and then haven't really touched it since. Yeah. So hey. we'll see. I mean, I didn't put it down for any particular reason. There was just other shit that needed to be listened to. It's a short album too. It's only thirty six minutes long. I mean, there's a couple. There's one filler song, uh, forty eight second interlude towards the end of the album. Most songs average about three and a half minutes, so it's a really easy listen. And I mean, it just yeah, like I said, it's there's the speed is there. So, but that you know you hit play and then but bang your head for a little bit and it's fucking over and then you're like holy shit. So and Stan, yeah, I don't know. what are you waiting on? Um. Well, okay. I guess my excuse is I finally started uh, catching up, playing catch up for the year. So I was really like checking everything out from uh, January and February, okay. and I just haven't got to March yet. So that's why. That's my excuse. Going in order. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Being thorough. Yes. Yeah, like, a being, good, like the good thorough. accountant that you are. Like, oh, I don't even know how many fucking CDs I checked out in the last <laughs> three weeks. It's been a lot. But Who nothing would, actually, nothing to bring up today. January, really? February. Where, yeah. They're all right. Nothing. A couple here and there. But there were a couple names out that you just, that you at least were like, yeah. Yeah. Um, here on then. It was like mostly like newer stuff. Like new I'll get stuff to a couple. I think their March releases the ones I picked mm. up. Um, there was a really good Funeral Doom album called from Drowned. Okay, Drown. Wow, yeah, that was Doom, uh, huh? pretty good. I yeah do we, yeah. Do it we was. have a do we have a link or anything to listen to? Uh, no, no. I'm, this ain't the clips. I'm. This is just oh, stuff I've been. You just yeah. listening shit. I, just uh, I checked out that yeah. God Dethroned. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Neat and Nut Era. That was probably my favorite. Um, it was. A, was it? Nut Era. Nut Era. <laughs> um, German. Uh, German melodic death. Like, oh, uh, Heaven Shall okay. Burn. Scene. Oh, okay. Okay. Kind of like yeah. So, sounds like it. Yeah. Okay. So. So what? What was it that made it to the list then? So it was uh well which one do you want do you want my uh my pretty pick or my dirty pick? 
<laughs> your, your pretty pick, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> pretty yeah yeah you know yeah. What it is i was enjoying it no you idea oh well, should we i don't know how many t- yeah i don't know how many times i brought this guy up but it's wolf the new wolf heart i had a feeling it was yeah yeah <laughs> that uh thomas guy he's just uh, one of my okay, favorite okay yeah, what, what's his phone yeah name? but this tom oh fuck <laughs> you're gonna make uh, me really <laughs> do that to me thomas yeah. soaking in socking in so i don't know i don't Never know mind. finished <laughs> yeah <laughs> What's it, wait, is that his primary band though? Yes, that's his new one. Yeah, because he just did the Donna Solis album. Yeah, so it's like it's his like doomy side project. Yeah, it was all right, but this one, this one's fucking good. Because I was like, I was really looking forward to this one because like their first like three, the first one I just lo- absolutely loved that album. Second one's really good. Third one's good. The fourth one I thought it sucked. It was just boring and like it was just like what the fuck? This guy can't put out anything bad. Like so, was it? Just, why did it suck though? Can you elaborate a little bit more? Boring. Why you, it was boring. Okay, okay, it was like okay. just kind of like to me. It was like kind of half-assed. Mm. It's like he's just making songs to make songs. Like you know what I mean. So okay. this one I was like, what's it gonna be like? Like because they put out really good stuff in the past, and it met all my expectations got the riffs it's got the fucking groove it's different it's you know it's got that finish i guess that's like the last one it didn't it didn't really have that finish feel to this one this one brought it back to like finland and yeah melodic death and it's, it's good i i recommend it so i remember we saw yeah. him live it was good i never really spent the time on it but all the songs you were like oh this is a tight song that was all old stuff okay. like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but this is kind of like that so maybe I should listen. It is. It's like yes, I I recommend it. It's just, All right. What's the name I of the album? I'm gonna add it right now, or else I'm never. Oh, gonna do uh, this. sorry. It's a uh, Wolves of Corellia. Corella. Whoa, bro! You're gonna spell <laughs> something or wolves? Like is in like uh, hold on. Oh, Jesus okay, Christ. I got it. I gotta yeah, babysit. Wolf. Yeah, Wolves of Corellia <laughs> with a K. Corellia. Yeah. Just look up Wolfheart. It's 2020, yeah. bro. <laughs> oh, dude, what the with the? I'll drop it. How about that? <laughs> Thank you. All right, there we go. I got it. I got it now. Add Thank it right you. Now, playlist. Yeah, 2020, album. sending a link over is what 2020 is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> talking about 2020. I'll show you 2020. 
All right. Well, what do you got for us? You want to dirty it up a little bit? I hope. I just hope it's not my dirty <laughs> fan. <laughs> I don't think so. Wanna... Said, no, oh. this is from like just a couple weeks ago. Okay. Uh, see what this dirty shit is. I have to clean my fucking keyboard after this. <laughs> it's dirty, dude. <laughs> it's dark. I should say. Dark's good. is the endless or just endless wound have you guys heard of this band no so yeah i'm looking on uh yeah go on go on no i just it's like it's highlighted because i clicked this before so i must oh, yeah, have yeah. looked at it well it's an yeah. interesting band it's kind of a little mini super group of sorts maybe that's what it is yeah we've oh, so we, blood incantation guys yeah so you've got uh, eli who's the he's the vocalist from spectral voice and he does, what, I think he does bass and blood incantation. No, I think he's just the vocalist for Spectral Voice, whatever. And then it's got the bassist from Blood Incantation. It's got the chemist drummer. And it's mm. got the primitive man bassist. But they all play like different instruments in this. Like oh, different the than what they play in their original bands? Yeah, I think just the okay. drummer from Chemist. He's the only one who does drums, but the, all the other ones like switched it up. Well, Eli does the vocals on this, but anyways, but, okay, it's kind of like, still, you know, though, a little that's, different. That's real legit, though. That's real legit. I like that already. Dude, it's dark. It's weird. I mean, that I, w- I was going to go with another clip that kind of like did a little death, did a little doom, and did a little black metal, but this one was a little better of a clip, but they that's what they do on this album. It's, it takes all three of those and it just like mixes them perfectly in this dark, fucked up like sphere. I don't, <laughs> dude, it's, it's a dark album, but it's fucking like, it, but it's also heavy. Okay. If you like any of those genres. But it, you know how some bands they do and it's like black and death metal and it's, it's kind of like they take them and they mash them where it's kind of like stitched yeah, together. Yeah. This yeah, is just yeah. like some, it's Straight like up. natural. Okay, you know what I mean? Okay. Like kind of how Blood Incantation mixes shit and it just feels like they, Right, yeah. Got there at the right way. Like, that's how this is. Mm-hmm. 
like, I don't know how much, so much talent is combined in that band. Spectral Voice, Blood Incantation, this, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm writing it down. <laughs> you like the two stand? I did, yeah. The vocals are fitting for uh, a Martin special. Mm-hmm. I thought about that. He sounds like a banshee, dude. He's howling and <laughs> it kind of adds to it a lot. It's Arthur Rizik. He did the production on this one. Sounds perfect. Nice. It's up there, man. It's I threw this one right on the list of, you know, I keep that running best of the year list going right now and it's already in that list. Already have a dude, list. I, I don't just, start. Yeah, I don't start that shit for a while, dog. See, my it keeps I, it easier. I would say my two picks are probably yeah pretty you close. Just make a playlist, man. You throw it on there, and by the end of the year, you go through and see what you got. I guess. I mean, I guess if you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it easy, man. I mean, I don't normally start that though until like June. Yeah, but then you forget. <laughs> You'll forget about a couple. Yeah. Like I, no, I, I did it I, last I year, and I came. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm glad I had that on the list." I forgot. I've listened to it well, since. So April. I have a playlist, I guess, and those albums <clears> get <throat> thrown into a playlist. And I guess uh, most of the albums that I listen to are on my computer, and then I sort that by year, and then that gets sorted by month. So then it's pretty easy for me to keep track of it. But you do, yeah. you. Okay, I'll do it. I guess. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> whoa! <laughs> whoa! <laughs> I was just telling you the organization is key. It's key. <laughs> it is. It is. It really it is. is. <laughs> Labeling discographies and you know having everything in the appropriate you know <laughs> category can really make a difference. <laughs> Anything I'm else from kidding. you, big guy? Or are you done, birthday boy? No, yeah, I'm done. Hey, you broke uh, the streak yesterday. We were supposed to cast yesterday, but we weren't birthday. Suppo- we weren't supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't supposed to. <laughs> uh, 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 just grinding some, your gears. <laughs> just grind. Well, dude, they're stripped now, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> uh, all right, Stan. Yeah, no, I don't really have anything else. I'm sorry. Let's just listen to this because it's so fucking cool. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's dirty. Good. <laughs> it's yeah, fucking yeah. dirty. <laughs> it was groovy though. It's uh Seattle band Noroth. Noroth? Noroth. Spell it. Yeah. N O R O T H. Noroth. Okay. Yeah. So uh for all you people out there 
So every uh, every Saturday night, we have a, the coolest group of Patreon people that they get together and do Zoom meetings and stuff. So I joined a couple weeks ago, and uh, right before right before he left, left, one of our members was like, "You gotta check this out, Stan. If if you like this, if you're going listen to this dirty stuff." And I checked it out, and it was so fucking cool. It's just grooves and like dirty, and it's just I don't know. It just hit all the hit all the buttons. Yeah, I, I remember someone bringing this up in the group. Yeah, I see the t- the cover, and yeah, who brought this yeah. out? Uh, it was Ronan. Okay, okay. Yeah, mm. yeah. He was just he he like got off real quick. He's like, hey, Stan, just before I got off, check this band out. And I wrote it down. <laughs> I'm glad I did. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Ronan. Good yeah, <laughs> it was a it was a good pick. <laughs> Is it all? I just, just ordered like the that? cassette today. Yeah, it's just fucking good death metal, groovy. Like it's not too like caveman-y, Like you know, yeah. it's just like fucking just good, dirty. Is there grooves like that all the time? Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. Fuck yeah, yeah. You got the tape, huh? Mm-hmm. Just ordered it just about an hour ago. That's throwing it back, dude. Cassette. Yeah. I actually bought it quite a bit lately. I've been on yeah. the whole maggot stomp kick. Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> yeah. I, I I jumped on that train. So are you? I don't uh, even know where to play a cassette at. <laughs> I know I don't have any. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> is it a collecting? A is it a collecting or is it a, to play that shit? Um, I'm gonna go. No, I'm gonna buy like an all one player or something. I don't know yeah. what I'm gonna buy yet, but it's more both, I guess. Dude, I kind of want like an older shitty pickup truck that has a cassette yeah. deck in it <laughs> just to play yep. shit like dude, that. Like the they can't stuff. sound. They can't sound good. Yeah, but for that, dude, it doesn't need to. For that, it, it might I be better. Right. <laughs> it might be like a yeah. little better. <laughs> you're right. Like I don't <laughs> want to listen like, to I don't know Opath on there. You know, like. <laughs> Or whatever. See, like, I get the whole like I get the whole vinyl things is cool, but like when I think of death metal, I I want a cassette. Like yeah. I don't want a vinyl. I want a cassette. I know what you mean. Yeah. And older shit, I'm kind of I kind of like. It. I was at a garage sale one time when they had a bunch of old like cool stuff and like you know like any from the '80s like Metallica yeah. or whatever, like something like that. I want it on a tape, man. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I haven't gone down that mm-hmm. road just because I don't want to spend the money yet, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. a rabbit hole. It is. It's a rabbit hole. Especially for a collector like Stan. He's going, I know he's going down and mm-hmm. hard now. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Look at that wall behind him, dude. He's probably on. Where are the cassettes at? Oh, I got like seven. Let's see if we can see it. Uh, no, I see him. I see him. Hold on. Let me zoom. Let me zoom. I see him. One, two, three. Yeah, I see him. I'm right. Yep, right there. What are they? What are they? Um. I got... Uh, <laughs> what do I got? I got Dark Tranquility the Gathering. I got Backtrack Lost in Life. I got a bootleg of an old gra- uh, grave cassette. Um, <laughs> just Sanity Crimson, two Gate Creepers, and uh, Temple of Void. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> you have the gallery? Is that what I seen there? The gallery? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I'll keep it zoomed in on your face. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, speaking of Temple of Void. <clears throat> oh, nice. Why don't we uh, jump right into this next track? Oh, 
What'd you think, Stan? Hey, fuck yeah. Heavy as shit, like always. Yeah. Is it <laughs> is it better than the last? You know, dude, I haven't listened to that one in a while. Yeah. So, because I, I really, I really like that last one. I know. Well, we both. Well, I had it on my end of the year list. Did you? No, I found out. You brought it up, and then I oh, fell in love yeah. with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. It's obviously I fucking loved it too. I had it on the end of the year list, and I haven't went back to it in probably like a year now. But all I know is this one's fucking heavy. Like mm-hmm. that riff there. There's at least three songs on this thing that they have those fucking heavy, heavy riffs, and it's hard because they're longer songs and they go places, and you don't yeah. really get the best vibe from a little that. Little drawn out. And... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask you if it was too slow for you, but yeah, just a little bit. I mean, I was feeling it because I, I mean, I'm not tired yeah. right now, but it was just it was yeah. nice. But I couldn't see myself listening to it for too long. I mean, it's, you know, it's Death Doom, you know. One, two songs yeah. tops. Yeah, but it's fucking good. Stan, they changed it up a little bit. Like, it's a little yeah. looser. Okay. Um, and they actually, there's one song on here where they do some clean vocals, but it's fucking good, man. Like, it's still eerie, and the way they do it, it's just like, actually, I hope they do more of it. Like, it works really fucking good. But, dude, it's just as fucking heavy as the last one. It's got that weird, like, atmosphere where it's, like, I guess eerie is the best word for it, but it's, I don't know. And those vocals are still, I don't know. How do you describe those besides, like? <laughs> They're unique, that's for sure. <laughs> they are, like, demonic very, in a way. I don't unique. know. Yeah, demonic's a good word. That's a, yeah. Let's go with that. I don't. I haven't heard a lot of people that do it in that way, but... um I'm kind of obsessed with it right now, so I, I don't know. I don't know what the response has been doing or anything like that, but it's good. It's not long. It's like 37 minutes, I think I remember, something in the 30 range. So you can fly right through it, you know, play it twice, kind of an album. Yeah, fuck, I'm just buying it right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> if you like the last one, you're going to like it. Like I said, they try some new things, but it's not a, it's not a like a jump, like a crazy jump, but I'm liking where yeah. they're going. Like, I hope they'd even do more of it. I think it works really good. Uh, nice. It's called... The World That Was. and uh, Badass cover. I forget what song I picked. I think it's the second track from it, but yeah. Check it out. Temple Void, Detroit Boys. Yep. Caught them live a year or two ago, and they're solid live too, so that's it for me. Purchased. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. Supporting the local scene. It's not local to me anymore, but anyway. (laughs) They're supposed to have a record release show I was thinking about going to, but. Wham, no more, wham. no longer. Yep. Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> well. Let's dive right into the man of the hour. The man of the hour. Martin Van Jr. <laughs> I'm 
He's, he is a death metal legend. I've been kind of, yeah, I kind of been obsessed with him for pretty long. Like as soon as yeah. I heard his vocals, you know, it was like, wow, you know, just different. And I've always liked, like whenever I hear a new band that does that style, it's, I immediately am like, okay, I'm pretty much going to be in, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a lot of bands that do it, but I would say there's a good amount that kind of use his style. Every once in a while, the newer stuff comes out and yeah. yeah. I mean, not in your, not in like the modern death metal, but the ones that do like the old school, yeah, death metal. Like, um, you know, horrendous does it a little bit. Uh, might be getting a burial invocation, I believe. Yeah. Would you say? Oh yeah, burial invocation. Yeah. 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 Skeletal remains was a big one. I remember they they have that yeah. really heavy Martin Van Juden sound. But there's a lot of bands that do it, so it's like you know he should be recognized because he's been you know he's influenced quite a bit of people, I'd say. Oh, for sure. Boys, I failed in this, you know, assignment because I wasn't really <laughs> listening to the vocals that much. There was just so much other sh- <laughs> Yeah, yeah but that's so all much- right. Okay, all right. You know, when I thought of it, it just came to me one day and I was like, I, it's not that we have to analyze him so much. I just thought it'd be cool yeah, to look I at three you. of his projects because he's only done good shit, you know? Uh, for sure, for sure. So I figured, you know, whatever. I mean... I mean, yeah, his vocals are like, very unique sounding throughout all three albums. I just didn't, I guess, tear him apart per se. I, I looked at them as a whole. But oh, yeah, anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. No, absolutely. It was just, he's just good at all of them. But like, I, I, I'm i glad I got to listen to some of these because one I never heard of. And then one, the band I heard of, but I just never heard listen to the CD. So it was nice. nice to go. Yeah. New stuff. I, I was looking him up a little bit just to find out a little bit about this guy, you know? And uh, do you know where he got his vocal style from? No, I do not. No, sir. So he said in an interview that when they were recording, so so Pestilence was the first band he was in. And when they were going to record, I believe it was, I don't know if it was the first or the second album, they had the demo from Executioner, you know, pre-obituary. And yeah, yeah, yeah. the guys were like, you need to do something like this, like more brutal. Because they started off a little thrashing. They wanted to get like heavier. And so they were like, do something like this. And he was like, fuck that. I can't do it. And went and went to the pub or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came back the next day. He's like, wow, what the fuck do you want me to do? And they were like, like this. And then he did it. And they were like, fuck yeah. And he, and he said he did it. But then he tried to go like further and like make it more like tortured, you know? So it's like mm-hmm. listening to him like, oh yeah. Like it sounds kind of like Donald or John Tardy, you know, obituary. But like, you know, he makes it his own. It's more like of a. Yeah. I don't know. Screamy growl. No, that's the thing is with with John, there's no pain behind those vocals. (laughs) With Martin, there's pain there. There's a lot of pain. I'm like, what the? Is something wrong with this fucking guy? Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's good, but I'm just saying to the untrained ear, one would construe one as being okay. He just sounds like there's he's fucking yelling. The other guy's like, he needs help. We need to help him. Yeah. So, I agree. But uh, yeah, I don't know. 
the he plays bass, but I know he said that's not his main thing. He's just more of a vocalist. So yeah, I don't even think of him. I you know every time I read that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. He is a yeah. bassist. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> no, no. So we started with Pestilence. So why don't we start there? All right. Or, yeah, obviously skipping the first one because it is thrash. Yeah. Where, I, I've listened to it, but I remember just being like, yeah, meh, 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 <laughs> meh at best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to Consuming Impulse, instant classic. Dude, instant classic, 1989. The, it's an early one. Yeah, early. This is the first uh, This is the first time I ever heard him. and it's, It was a while yeah. ago. Same here. Just, yeah, because it pops up on every top 10 death metal list you should check out ever. Yep. I actually think I listened to Testimony of the Ancients first. <laughs> really? And I thought it was him because I didn't know the backstory, like when he left the band and everything. And then I went over and I was like, oh, okay. But yeah. You know, I, to be honest, I might only listen to that like twice. Really? I have to go back to it. And yeah. It, it, it's a. Uh, it was probably easier for me to get into at the time, you know, because I probably I, I wasn't as into the old school stuff as much. And testimony, like, honestly, Shadi, you probably even like it even more. What What is that? It's the album that came right after this one. I mean, it doesn't yeah, see, ha- it doesn't have I Martin only, on it. See, I only listened to Consuming Impulse. I never went any further, or yeah. or I never went before that to listen to Malice. So yeah, you're probably right. I, I probably would like it. Um, it's more like you know how Death got more progressive and shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like they did the same thing. They just got more progressive, and that's why, like, that's one of the reasons Martin left. He just wanted to keep it fucking brutal. <laughs> Dude, that's why. That's why this album is so good, though. It's just brutal yeah, well, and simple. It's just mm-hmm. death metal. That's all it is. Just death. There's nothing mm-hmm. else to it. <laughs> just <laughs> you don't yeah, need I anything mean, else to it, though. That's the thing. I mean, like, I completely <laughs> agree with Stan. I mean, it's uh, for the most part as straightforward as you can get with an album. Yeah. So. I don't know who what, we listened to this. We did this on something before, didn't we? For mm-hmm. what reason did we? We I feel like we talked about I this album. I think I brought the album cover up in like trivia or something. Oh yeah, I don't uh, know if we okay, actually talked okay. about I'm this. Trying ever. To th- I'm trying to remember why the, the album art seemed so familiar, yeah. and that's why I'm trying to remember what we talked about it for. I mean, you I know that the album art. I think it's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I mean it's, that's a, that's a, makes it an instant classic. And I know. Yeah. Listen to it. 
Dude, I yep. read that they uh, they didn't want that album cover. They actually gave them like this other one of these like bodies eating each other. Like, <laughs> and they wanted that one more. <laughs> and Roadrunner was, I guess, said fuck that. Didn't tell them. Uh, commissioned just, this one, and then they got it and they were like, "What the fuck is this?" Like ants <laughs> eating a face, you know. But I mean, it's it's cool, man. Green, like it stands out. Yeah. Yeah, I, like but yeah. I really like it. I think it would maybe would have been better if the whole album would have just been that image and the pestilence would have been like on the tongue or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I, like it. I don't know. I, yeah, I like it too. Anyway. To be honest though, there's, there's, there's not a lot I can say about this album other than it's just fucking, mm-hmm. it's just so good. It's just like, if you want classic death metal... I mean, but you also got to think like this is eighty nine. That's this is early. I mean, you had death and obituary, and there's not a lot else that was out there at that time. Alters of madness. Yeah, a morbid angel. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean you're right. It's early shit, man. It's early. I mean, some some of it reminds me a little bit of some death, you know, of of death, like early stuff. But like, but it's different though. Yeah, it's got Mm -hmm. a different vibe to it. It's pretty, uh, I would say it's more brutal than the others. The other ones are more cleaner, like, you know, maybe just trying something new. This one's just like kind of just like more straight to the point, like brutal, like compared to the other ones. Yeah. The thing that I, that always gets me about it, like, cause I was, you know, I was like, uh, I had a lot of time in my hands being that I don't have a job right now. And so what I've been like, uh, I was like, okay, I, I know we're going to have some clips for this episode. And I was trying to like find some good parts in the songs to play. And I ended up like saving, you know, like so many different songs because I was like, dude, there's a fucking riff here, riff there, riff there. <laughs> like my favorite sequence of this album is like when it goes from chronic infection and then it goes into out of the body <laughs> and then it goes into echoes of death. If you listen to those three in a row, the, like the intro riff of each one is a balls out fucking just like... <laughs> just muscular riff each time and it's like god damn like i don't know how they come up with so many riffs like mm-hmm. it's fucking riffs on riffs man There's not one bad song. There's not one bad part. There's not one bad. <laughs> no, I mean that's why it's on so many fucking lists. Uh, yeah, so yeah. many lists. That's another place I've probably seen the album are so many times is countless lists over the years. Yeah, top one hundreds or whatever. 
I think my favorite song is um, Suspended Animation. It's the one with the keys in there. You know what I'm talking about? It has that little like where it breaks down and then there's like the like the weird synthy keys. Yeah, like the yeah. The movie part. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to think of my favorite track. I mean, obviously <laughs> yeah. Out of the Body is like a instant classic. Mm-hmm. But I like uh, Echoes of Death. I mean, I kind of agree with you with like those three in a row though. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. Yeah. And it's not even like at the beginning of the album. That's what's cool about it. Yeah. It's later on. But then so even like, like Dehydrate is just fucking balls to the walls right from the start. Like, <laughs> I know, dude. I wouldn't even say it, but like his vocals, what's cool is like you can understand what he's saying usually. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like you listen to Dehydrate and you hear the story of someone in the desert. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why dying. I say it's like that. Like, is something wrong with this guy? Like he sounds like he's dying when he's yelling. So it's like when good he's singing tortured. You're like, fuck, man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's fucking good. I mean, I don't know if we want to compare the albums as far as ranking them. Like, which one's your favorites? Or uh, I mean, we can do favorites. They're all so. I'm not going to compete in the favorites yeah. game, but I they're feel all like, so different. Yeah, That's I was to just going to say that. I feel like it's it's not a service to them to be like, oh, this is one, two, three. I know. So, I don't really have one. I just was curious. Like, I, they're just like different moods, I guess. You know. You're right. Yeah, yeah. you're exactly right. They're all maybe they're all kind of equal, really, to me, but. But I mean, if you ever listen to this and you're just like, well, it's just death metal. Like, just think it's 89. This is like, that's what always is the kicker is. Yeah. The 89. I'm like, holy shit. That's yeah. Yeah. It's fucking just death metal, but (laughs) yeah, but it's (laughs) It's about as good as you're going to get, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Death metal a year after I was born. That's fucked up. (laughs) So he leaves the band after this album. Like I said, then it goes on. Patrick Mamel, he's the guitarist. He he does the vocals after it, which he does a pretty fucking good job too. He sounds a little got, more like John, Donald Tardy. I gotta Tardy. dive into it and check it out a little bit. I mean, you don't gotta go further than the, the album after it. Mm-hmm. Although, um, I think I recommended to you, Shoddy, before the one I brought it up as an underrated album. The album Spheres. Yeah, it's it's like it just goes proggy as fuck. You can't go in. You don't want to listen to it when you want like just brutal death. Okay. Or the heavy stuff. It's more like sci-fi and proggy, and but it's cool. Like it's just for for what it is. But yeah, don't compare it to like this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what year was this? Oh man, I don't know. I'm not sure. But if I, you probably like both the ones after this though. Okay. Testimony's great. It's really cool. Just a little different. But yeah. So that's an old one. Why don't we do? Uh, let's go modern for a minute. Or should we go in order? Fuck order. <laughs> I am an I okay. <laughs> I want to give a modern one out for those who maybe they're like, ah, that's a little too old for me. I don't know. I'm not vibing with that. Sure. Let's Halo do the last Bullets. project he does. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this before. This. I shouldn't say last project because he went back and forth, but Hail of Bullets.
he's kind of complicated. Just I don't know what band he's in at any time. <laughs> he is. He is. He yeah, because he joins us fix for a while. He did the two albums and then he goes into Hella Bullets for a little while for three albums basically. But we're just talking about we're focusing on a Frost and War. That's the first one they did. And that one's from 2008. Such a fucked album. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I never heard of this. Yeah, I never really. Have re- I. So uh, I never really researched him. I always knew of obviously Consuming Impulse, and I knew of uh, The Rack. Yeah. So that's the only two I ever listened to off of him. I just never really researched him. I thought that's all I need. Like you know. Yeah. <laughs> so this is cool to, see, to hear this because this was uh, what an album. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Fucking, honestly, what an album. You guys. Okay. I was hoping that. Yeah. I figured out of all of them. I mean. This was probably the the best one I think that I listened to out of the all of the ones that we had to listen to. It's definitely like, got that like modern sound, mm-hmm. like Swano production. Yeah, yeah. Guess Swano vocals on the first track. Oh Do you God, that? <laughs> really? Yeah. I uh, wish I, you would I, just. I, I wasn't be paying on attention vocals. to that. <laughs> it works good, like the two of them together. The, well, the, I didn't know it at first, and like I kind of, I kind of had an idea, like oh, this has got to be a Swano production because it just sounds so good. Mm-hmm. And I was like listening to, it, I was like. That's not him. He's not doing those lower stuff. It can't be him. And then I was like, wait a minute. Is this. I know this guy. And then I looked up. It's, yeah, obviously. That's, Swato. Yeah. yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Like when I. I think I described it. It was like. Because to me, when I listen to it, I mean, it's it's themed on World War II. So it's mm-hmm. like. It's definitely got heavy, heavy bolt thrower vibes. Mm-hmm. It's not the same thing or anything like that. But it's like in that realm. So like, I'm. Being a huge fucking Bolt Thrower fan, it's like I was big time sold on this one. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea about the World War II influence until I started hearing, like, you know, I mean, it clicked e- easily around, uh, what's it called, nine when I'm, he's yelling Stalingrad. And then I'm like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck is going on here? And then Berlin. And then that's when I was like, wait a minute, what the hell did I just listen to? And that's when I went back and I was like, holy shit, okay, Hail of Bullets makes sense, a Frost and War. That was, you know, uh, you know, a comment that was made you know, of one of the fronts during World War Two. So I was like, oh, shit started clicking. And then I was like, oh, hmm, that's kind of cool. But then, yeah, yeah. I, I fucking loved it. I thought it was a great, great, great album. Um, a little, like, weird sounding at times with the production, I feel like, with the way that shit you sounded just, kind of grimy. Um, you don't like the HM2 sound, do you? No, I like because every time I feel like every time we bring it up, you're like, oh, that guitar tone, or like, yeah, I I like the HM two, but I just feel like it's it's not it's something that they're doing over the HM two. A straight HM two is fine, but I feel like there's like this fuzz sometimes that isn't there all the time. (laughs) It's not. I don't know. I think it's just the HM (laughs) two. Hey, it's fair enough. Some people don't like it. Yeah, I get it. It's a different sound. I feel like it's all about the producer. You have the it's right producer, the producer doing it, yeah, and they do it well. Dude, Let's I had see. this argument with someone one time, too. I'm the same way, because like if Kurt Ballou produces an HM2 sound, it's going to sound good. Swano produces also, it, it's going to sound good. See, I got, like, yes, obviously the bolt thrower vibes, but also I got a big, like, bloodbath vibe from this. Like, it's sure. got that Swano production. It's got, like, the super yeah. group, like, feel. Like, you could tell they're mature musicians oh, sure. making 100%, this, you know? Yeah, yeah. The sound was very, very mature. It was... Yeah. Um, That's why I think it makes it so good. It was complex, too. Um, the layering was there. It wasn't, like, just a straightforward, like, 
pattern with how they were going. At times, I was like, holy shit, did that just happen because of the way that they were changing the song so fluidly? So, Dude, it, it, Swan almost makes it sound so fucking heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's I like, I really, but I, I'm going back to it, but I really like him and the two vocalists together, though. <laughs> like, it's so, like, good because they're so, like, Dan Swan, he's just a brutal fucker. And then, but, you know, Martin's brutal, too, but, like, they just complement each other so well. Yeah. No, I agree. I wish there would be more. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't listened to the other two after it in a minute, so I don't know. I think he might have stayed with him producing it, so maybe there's more of that, but I can't remember. I think the second one for sure. I'm not sure about the third. They're they're all worth listening to. It's just this one's the best. It's been a while on the other ones, but I what I I mean the lyrics and like like I just think this is his strongest lyrical well i mean maybe the other two hellbolts albums i'm not sure but as far as like everything i've listened to the most that's what ties it all into me is the fucking lyrics because like it's kind of like when you listen to like an amana martha album and you're hearing like some battle in the story and it's just like it takes those fucking heavy heavy moments instrumentally and then you add in those fucking words like shot like you were talking about like stalingrad or whatever mm-hmm. or, like when he's fucking yelling stuff out about the trenches or whatever like it just adds a whole lot to it for me. So I just love that. I love you can hear what he's saying. And I feel like it's the most important one where you can actually hear what he's saying because it adds so much. You're right, because he's telling a story the entire time he's fucking he's doing it. So, yeah, I completely He knows his shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. He does. He knows what he's fucking talking about. Yeah. I'm no history, he, history expert, but it's fucking honest. No, I respect the hell out of that because writing lyrics, that's just, just that seems just like a daunting task. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that so much. And if you could do it well and tell a story at it, oh, yeah. Yeah, it does it well. And, like, the way he conveys it, I mean, I don't know.
What'd you guys think about the closing two tracks? So I thought that Berlin was a little drawn out. Um, Just at the end there. I don't know. I thought it could have ended a little sooner. I don't know. I thought that six minutes and 31 seconds felt like an eternity. Okay. But yeah, (laughs) but I loved Inferno at the Carpathian Mountains. So I just, I I wanted to bring them up because those are the two that are like way more melodic. Like they have those like they do, they do. Well, that's the thing is, I loved Berlin. I just didn't like the end of it so much. Like I said, I just thought it should have ended sooner. It, like yeah. it just drawed out. Like it just kept going, and I was like, okay, Berlin, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking song Berlin. Like, I Dude, know. they reminded me like when like kind of a Montmartre in those songs, the way the melody's going and stuff. When I listen to it, I'm like, it's got that epic kind of uh, simple melody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really like how they do it. I don't want it Simple throughout melody. the whole album. Yeah, like it's not, it's you're not dis- like melodic you're so, death you're metal. You're so disrespectful sometimes. Well, in a good way, though. <laughs> I don't want it to be like melodic death metal. No, yeah. you just add those lines in and it's like, oh, yeah. Like it perfect way to close it out. It's got that somber feel to it. I don't know, man. It's yeah. just, That's kind of the theme, though, between all three of these albums is because they're pretty just simple. They're yeah. simple. There's not a lot to True. them. It's not tech. You're not looking for techno guitars here or like. Right. You know, I I get what you're saying. Simple, but good. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever. My bad. Favorite tracks for me, probably General Winter, Stalingrad, just the heavy ones. Uh, Yeah. I mean, this one, I just listen to the whole CD every time. Like, I mean, there's no favorites on here. Yeah. I couldn't turn it off. One through 11 is my favorite. Yeah. When it got turned, I mean, I really did like the advancing once more, but once it did get turned on, I agree with Stan. It didn't get turned off. So yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't heard it if you like bolt thrower i mean if you like any of it if you like a sphix any of that i mean it's it's in the territory but they're broken up now which fucking sucks but celavi yeah <clears throat> that, i right. don't know actually if that works there i just felt like saying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, close enough close enough i guess all right now on to a sphix Yeah, like I said earlier, 
I'm I sorry. always listen to the rack. Never listen to anything else. So it was kind of cool that I got forced to listen to another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and I, I think I might like this one better. Uh, See, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm I know. You. The <laughs> yeah. rack's a classic, though. I mean, but yeah, but I this, was. Well, when we were talking this, about it, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm totally happy with doing the rack because it's a fucking awesome album. But this is the one I go back to more. Like, I think the rack's got some fucking great songs on it. Yeah. But this one's like a full album, complete picture. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we said it. We're last one on Earth is what yeah. we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. What yeah, do you think I don't know it's, about it. <sighs> okay. Well, first of all. The fucking sound. This is one of the probably the best death metal albums. The sounding death metal. Those Fuck. guitars are just so fucking good. Yeah. That tone. What does that oh. tone sound like to you, Stan? It sounded very familiar to me when I was listening to it. And I was like, holy mm. shit, it sounds. No, you got to tell me. I don't you, know. You couldn't. It didn't sound like anything to you. I don't know where you're getting at. <laughs> Come Dude, on. I was, I was getting some dime <laughs> sounds there. No joke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, seriously, I was like, holy shit. When yeah. I was hearing it, I was like, that's the that's fucking it. And I was turning it up in the car, and I was like, yes, that is it. So I don't know what they <laughs> were doing actually, or what they were using, but that's oh, the closest I've heard. Fuck. Yeah, it's crunchy as fuck. The thrash is there. I don't, yeah, yeah I haven't heard a, ton, a tone like that since Pantera. So that's I don't know a, what, it sounds very, uh, very, very, very close to whatever the fuck. <laughs> no, you're absolutely Our Lord right. And save your dime was using. So. And that's cool because you don't hear that. No, ever. you know no. that Pantera is Pantera. Like it, I never heard it. Yeah, anyway, yeah. People uh. only sounded like it when they were covering it. Nobody just yeah. took the sound and ran with it. And no joke, when I listened to it, I was like, "Wait, am I hearing that right?" Yes, that's what it sounds like. So it was fucked up to me. It's funny because tone is like the last thing I think about. Like if I pick up a guitar, I fucking hate playing around with shit like that and getting the right sound oh, see, and all it. that i know that's yeah exactly like i i would need you to like set me up like <laughs> i hate all that i just want to play the guitar but you listen to this album and you're like god damn it how important is tone because <laughs> like so yeah. important dude if you dude. if you try doing this album with anything else it'd be good there's good riffs don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. it's like pretty much 50 percent or more 75 percent of the tone Yes. And then you put Martin's vocals on top of it. It's just like, oh, man. Yeah, it's so perfect. It's because it's like he's got not crunch. It's like the, that fucking like terrorizing the, vocals on top of that crunch just works so well. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's like the mid range or the trebles that are just, I don't know. Whatever. I know what you're saying. The science behind the it. Blend. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah dude, I don't mid- think I, I don't think I'll ever go back to the rack now like, because like <laughs> that one's just classic. It's just like another death metal album. This one's like oh wow, whoa. <laughs> That was yeah. part of my thinking. It was like, well, you know, sometimes shoddy, you don't like 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 as much of the dirtiness, and like the, the rack's a little like dirtier in a way. It's still got a great tone and everything. Don't get me wrong. It's just this one captures it better. Like it's produced better, so it's a little bit like it's cleaner, but it's still fucking. I mean, it's not clean, but it's cleaner maybe than the rack. Mm, it's it was so fucking awesome. I can't tell you how awesome this album was. <laughs> Did I if I said something that like. Hail of Bullets was, you know, the favorite album that I listened to. I was fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was wrong. No, yeah, it was definitely last one on earth. Uh, I was like doing some shit outside and I didn't know what to expect when I put it on. So I had like a little Bluetooth speaker and I just hit play and, you know, threw it on really, really loud. And like I was like doing like some light demo work and then it turned into heavy demo work when this <laughs> CD started kicking on. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to bring out the sledgehammer and just start breaking the shit out of everything because it's fun. So, you know, I, I seriously loved this album. I will definitely be going back to this one because, yeah, that tone is just something else. So, yeah. The grooves. The, exactly. The grooves, too. Like, it was... Yeah. The riffs. Yeah, the thrashiness. Mm-hmm. The thrash. It was like... But not too much thrash. Because, I mean, like, mm-hmm. that early stuff, you can get too much thrash, and it just takes over sometimes. This one just got enough. It's got those little chugs here and there. It's got the... Yeah, the grooves. Oh, man. It's simple as fuck. It's so simple. It is. But, you know, it's funny, though. Like, the more you listen to it, though, things pop out, and you're like, it's simple, but... It's not that simple. <laughs> it's not that simple, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was wondering, like, what do you mean simple? What are you talking? The tone well, alone you know, is not simple. They're not being all technical or flashy. That's it's like true. You're meat right. and potatoes, you know, but yeah, just, but the way it's written and the way they build shit up, I mean, I don't know, like the title track alone, dude, I guess that's probably my favorite one is the title track because it's like kind of like General yeah. Winter we were talking about. It's the slow, crushing, heavy one where everything rings out and everything is just so fucking so fucking heavy like if you had to pick one song off that album that's the one for me yeah for sure <laughs> have you ever went so you didn't probably didn't venture any further or anything nope. like that yeah they had a that's weird it. period because he left or they kicked him out or something and they get a different uh vocalist i guess actually when they recorded this album he did his vocals and they kicked him out and they had <laughs> already ha- yeah so they had hired a bassist already and he's the one who did vocals and bass like live oh, fucking okay and I think on the albums, like on a few albums after this, and then uh, he comes back, I think for the Death Hammer, Hammer album or something like that. When he comes back, it's worth listening again. Death Hammer's sweet. Um, I don't know. I forget, Death, I forget which one after that. And there was one that came out a couple of years ago. I remember I listened to it. It was actually pretty good. Like, they still death. got it. Yeah. Although I think the na- the main songwriter Eric something I think he yeah I know for sure he left oh, the I band. I remember this at some album point. too. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I don't think the main dude's in it anymore. Okay, but um, yeah, if you if you like this, I mean, if you like any of these projects, I was I never really like researched Martin or anything like that. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing with your arms, bro? You got a cramp? What's wrong? <laughs> uh, for those listening, we're doing uh, a webcam right now while we're talking to each other. Uh, I don't know why we don't do it more often, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can see these boys fucking around. <laughs> anyway, Shoddy, this one, I think you'll like it maybe even more because it's the guy of the, well, 
obviously you like this one, so I shouldn't say that, but there's an album he did. I don't know if it was when Asphyx was on hold or what, but the like, so the main guy, Eric, the guitarist and songwriter from Asphyx, he quits the band or whatever, but then he decides he wants to do some more death metal. So then he does this band called Grand Supreme Blood Court. Came out in 2012. It was called Bow Down Below the Blood Court. And uh, I mean, it's basically Asphyx, a little different. I, I don't know, like clean as fuck production because it's, it's more modern sounding. It might even be Dan Swano. I think it might be. Big fucking heavy crushing, kind of that bloodbath feel too. Hmm. And uh, it's worth a listen. I didn't bring it up for this because we had enough albums to talk about. And I kind of found it after I was reading about him a little bit. I never really looked into his other littler things like that. But that one's like really worth a listen to. It's like a good solid eight out of 10, just fucking heavy album too. So basically it comes down to this, whatever this guy was part of, it was not, not bad. No, Everything exactly. was good. I mean, he no, doesn't have the, lo- you know, the, the longest of discographies either. So you could easily listen to all of his shit. Yeah, and call it a day. So there was another one I saw on there. He did this one album with a band called um, Death by Dawn. That was one. Yeah, it was. That's like hard to find. It's on YouTube. Yeah. What's the other one with a C? Comic Con. Comic Con. Yeah. 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 They were an interesting band. I never really looked into them. They did. They did like three albums. One with different vocalists each time. They had LG Petrov from Entombed. No. Oh, wow. And they did one with him. I okay. checked it out today. I listened to like three songs before we recorded. It was good. So, I mean. Okay. So, I can't, like you, I didn't, were, you were able to find that from 93, but couldn't find with Death by Dawn that came out in 06? Yeah, Death by Dawn. Well, it's just not on the streaming services. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. But it's All on right. YouTube. Okay. But the other ones where you can like stream them and everything. So I feel. I feel. But uh, basically it comes down to he hasn't done a bad album yet. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he looks like a G, so... Download them all, (laughs) fuck it. His Wikipedia picture, he looks like a fucking G. (laughs) He was live for both, though, for... I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Never recorded, but... Yeah, but yeah, he did live with him for a little bit. Yeah. He's a legend. Yes, he is. Yeah, like I said, I enjoyed this because it was, you know, one I knew really well, and the other two I just didn't know, so it's all new to me. Yeah. Well, hopefully someone else, same way. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, Some older stuff, so... I mean, it was all new to me as well. So uh, I'm sorry, with the exception of the one Pestilence album, mm-hmm. it was all new to me. So, fuck yeah. Well, <clears throat> wraps it up. Got an interview. Yeah, who's the interview with it one more time? It's Greg. He's the like the main songwriter and guitarist of Paradise Lost. They've got a uh, new album that's coming out. Mm, what are we in May? March, yeah, May, March, April, April, May. April, May. Yeah. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. We are in May. It's May fifteenth. It's coming out, and uh, oh, just around the it's corner. A good album. I listened to it a couple times before we talked. It's cool. Like, the, like, um, Stan, we were. I know we were talking about this in the Patreon Facebook group, Paradise Lost, and you were like listening to some of the earlier shit. But you should really listen to the last two albums. I want to dive into it, yeah, because you asked the top five Paradise Lost, and I said Lost Paradise and Gotham because I never just went. <laughs> Like fuck that, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, mean, I will. It's worth going a little further. Not only I got so many people backing it up, I gotta, I gotta check it out. Yeah. You well, gotta. I mean, here's the thing: if you like those two, I mean, they lose the death part like right after those albums, and they go into more gothic, and they use like the James Hetfield vocals and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it's good. I like it. I don't know if you'll like it, but I'm, I do think you will like the newer two that just came out, like the last two. Mm-hmm. Medusa and uh, fuck, I forget the other Obsidian. one. Obsidian. Obsidian's the one that's just coming oh, okay. out. Oh, the Plague Within. Plague Within. Those two are straight Death Doom. 
heavy as fuck. He brings back the death growls. Like, I think you'll like those. Obsidian is cool. It kind of takes everything they've got, mixes it. It's got a lot of gothicness to it. 80s gothic stuff, but still has the death doom. And it's really cool. So we talked about that. And uh, I don't know, all their different sounds and fucking, he was, he was a really cool guy. It was a shorter interview, not too long or anything like that. But I really like talking to him. He's a nice guy. So, I mean, I've liked Paradise Lost for a long time. So it was awesome to get to ask him good questions about all that. Yeah. Another legend. Yeah, I know. Two of the the Peaceville three and two episodes in a row now. So that Mm -hmm. was cool. Just got to talk to Catatonia, I guess. I'll round it all out. (laughs) Yep. If you haven't already, head over to Patreon. I mean, you guys can't go out to eat or anything right now. So you might as well sign up for like some streaming shit. So Uh (laughs) join our group. (laughs) No perfect time. We got uh, every Saturday night. There's a Zoom. uh, Pretty much you just get on there and talk about metal and drink as much as you can. <laughs> you know, it's, okay, it's so awesome. That, that's, that's what it's turned into now. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. had this, I, I, I went on a couple weeks ago and I had to get off at like nine o'clock cause just because first of all, I was getting way too drunk. And then second of all, I was just, you know, I can't stay up that late anymore, but <laughs> it was a good time. I know I went on, a, it was like two or three weeks ago, but I had to deal with the kid. He was getting pissed and yeah. that was about it for me, but I'll be back on there. Yeah, but so I mean, our 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 group is you know every day. There's I can't even keep up with the shit. There's so much music that's floating around. So if you're into that kind of just checking out shit, just join us. You know, you will not be join disappointed. Us. Disappointed. But I think that wraps it up. I'm uh I'll go back to Stan the Man right now. I'm Stan the Man. I'm Jay Exotic. And I'm Shadi. And I hope that you guys stay safe and stay metal. Let's jump right into it, man. I know you've probably got a busy day, a lot of interviews and stuff. Uh, yeah, but you're my last one. Okay, well, good, good. <laughs> Which is good today, so, so that's not too bad. Good, good. Well, let's, um, I want to start with, you know, obviously the new album. I've gotten a chance to listen to it a good amount of times so far. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was definitely surprised at first since, you know, it definitely was a, a change from the last one. Um, pretty different from Medusa, the production, the vibe. Um, you know, there's a few songs where I was like, okay, it was a little Medusa there, but, um, I guess my, my first question was just like, did you guys 
have that objective when you start the album? Do you sit there and kind of come up with a game plan, map it out, and then start? Or are you guys a band that likes to just kind of play around and see what happens? Um, it's actually a bit of both. Um, we definitely knew we wanted to diversify a bit because Medusa and the, and, the, and, and the one before it were kind of along a certain path. Uh, Medusa, Medusa especially, so it was kind of just a straight, straightforward Doom album, really. So we knew we wanted to mix things up a little bit, but we didn't really know how. So, so yeah, as we went along, we kind of played around a lot and um, just took took it a song at a time and see where see where it led us really. And the way we write, we don't write hundreds of songs and pick the best ones. We kind of have lots lots of different versions of each song and keep picking a path to go down as we as as, as we develop them. So, you know, I mean, um, I, on my hard drive, I probably have six or seven different versions of this album that are totally different. Um, and this was the one that we chose. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, what, what usually is it that pushes you guys to change? Like, like on this one, I mean, was there certain things in the last one that you maybe weren't happy with, or was it just like the normal paradise lost thing where you guys seem like you just have the drive to kind of always add something new or, 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 you know, fulfill that creative drive? Uh, well, I think it's more, the way we look at it is that albums are like a snapshot of our life at any one given time. And you know you could never say what you're going to be, what you're going to be feeling, or what you're going to be inspired by or excited by in three years' time, for instance. So it's just a, a, an honest representation of what we, what we like at this moment in time, or what we are like at this moment in time. What what inspired us, what got us excited, um, and, and that changes now and again. You know, I mean, I, I'm all, you know, there's always going to be a place for the Slayers and ACDCs of this world, but for me personally, doing this for years and stuff. I just think um, to, to, to remain the same for the sake of it would be like working on a production line. For me, it's just a bit of variety, you know? That's, that's, that's all it is, really. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's cool that you guys have been kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to say afforded that by the fans, but, you know, some bands, if they change on any album, you know, they, their fans will abandon them. And I'm sure you guys have had that along the way with different sounds and things like mm-hmm. that. But why do you think it is that a lot of the fans stick with you guys despite, you know, changing so much? Well, I mean, a lot of it's just very fortuitous, maybe. Right place, right time on some occasions. Um, we came out of a scene that was a, a, a very exciting scene at the time, the extreme underground tape trading scene in the mid to late 80s. We sort of came out of that, and there wasn't too many bands that were like us at that time, I suppose, so I guess we stood out a little bit. And, you know, we've had the old album that's just timed right. You know, you, you can never say what's going to be in vogue at any one given time so you just you know go with the flow and sometimes it's a nerve with the public and sometimes it doesn't but i think the fans that stayed with us is maybe because you know some of the albums that didn't hit at the right time have later gone on to be classed as still good albums but they just maybe Mm. weren't out at the right time Mm -hmm. i I don't know um so it's it's good that people can say that you know i mean for instance we had an album called host in uh, 1999 i think and it's basically an electronic album. It's not a metal album at all. And it was rightly um, derided by the metal fans, <laughs> which we knew it would be. But a couple of years ago, I was I was at a black metal festival, and some of the guys, they were saying, do you know that it's actually quite trendy to like Host now? <laughs> and I said, I said what? That's, that's, so, that's so frigging weird. You know, like 15, 20 years later, all of a sudden it's uh, – it's acceptable in the metal community. So maybe it's just it's, maybe it's just one of them things where, you you know, you have occasions where you 
hit a nerve at the right time, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's got to help too since you guys you guys started, you know, you weren't afraid to change things up. Like you said, like right away, you know, you put out your first album and then, and then immediately you started changing. So I feel like with a band like you guys, people expect it. I mean, I know that's why I like to check out a new album. It's, you know, there's going to be something probably that's going to be a little bit different. Yeah, but I think uh, I think some of it comes from being stubborn. <laughs> um, because, you, you know, we're like, I remember when we first started and we were, our peers, the people that we were playing with were like the early incarnations of Carcass and Napalm, uh, Death and Baltor and bands like that, Autopsy. And everyone was saying, you know, everyone was really fast and everyone was saying, play faster in the audience. And it kind of made us <laughs> want to do the opposite. Okay. And every record we've ever done, it's been kind of like that. We kind of cut our noses off to spite our face, really. Um, <laughs> but but some of it's just 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 genuine, like, curiosity and about moving forward and being inspired by different things. I mean, to me, it's just a constant learning curve. And, and that's how I treat it. You know, I, I never think I'm... I know any more than anyone else about anything. It's just I'm constantly inspired by new artists that I hear coming out and things as well as, well as the as the classic stuff. Yeah, well, it's amazing because I had asked our some of our listeners what you know what are your favorite Paradise Lost albums, and I was just it was really cool to see. Well, for one, I did see Host on there, so I think you might be right; it might be coming back around. <laughs> but um, could I be also, the black metal guy. It could be, yeah. Um, but I also, you know, I saw a lot of mentions of the last two albums, which is really cool to see, and I think kind of rare for you know for a, a lot of bands that are been around for as long as you have. You know, a lot of them the quality might diminish a little bit or the fans just want to hear the old stuff, you know, whatever. But for you guys, there's been a lot of excitement, especially in the more metal community for the last two albums, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's got to feel kind of nice to have that coming back like that. It is. And it's um, quite unexpected because we haven't really, uh, you know, we never had a game plan from the start and we still don't. It's just like live in the moment and see what, what the hell goes on. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very flattering, unexpected, I guess. <laughs> It helps that, that there's bands that cite us as an influence, maybe, or we're seen of, as part of the history of some other scene. But for me, it's more important to be, you know, to continue going, to be seen as relevant in the in a current scene. Otherwise, there's kind of no point. My my biggest fear that I have nightmares about is becoming a legacy act. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with having a classic album that someone likes. I mean, that's something you should be proud of and thankful for but to keep going and keep doing it you you have to strive to think that the best stuff you're doing is the output that you've got right now and sometimes people will agree with you and sometimes they won't but the moment this moment in time it seems to seems that you know our output seems seems to be pleasing people i guess yeah well and i thought that was cool too that you didn't just stay with the sound in those last two i mean you definitely changed it up on this one which is a cool move you're not settling in saying you know what the fans like that one let's do that again you know you you added quite a bit of uh a different vibe on this one which is cool and i guess i want to talk about that a little bit being that you know the big i guess the biggest thing for me was the cleaner production that big sound but then also those those cool 80s goth influences that are kind of going throughout the album yeah i mean well it was like i said we said we took it a song at a time the first song i wrote for this record was fall from grace which was the video track and that, I think that's fairly obvious, really, to, to a listener if they, if they hear the album, because that's the closest in style, I, I guess, to Medusa. Mm. And that's that. the first song is the hardest to write, because it's kind of like a stepping stone into whatever you're going to do next. 
So from that song onwards, then it became like a, okay, well, where have we to go from here? And that's where we start to, you know, I, I kind of had this little reminisce about the old 80s goth clubs that I used to go to <laughs> uh, and how that's completely disappeared in the UK, at least. I don't know how it is anywhere else, but in the UK, it's, it's, it's gone. With my generation, it disappeared pretty much. So I've never even heard um, of, a, of a goth club. So, that, I mean, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was kind of a, mi- a mixture of things. I used to go to a place called Adam and Eve's in uh, in Leeds, which is near where I grew up. And um, it was a city where, you know, um, the cult and Sisters of Mercy and Skeletal Family, all these all these goth bands came from. And this club, Adam and, Adam and Eve, it'd, it'd have punks in there, metal guys, goths, but everyone had their own corner of the club. You weren't allowed to mingle. But <laughs> okay. you had all the various different forms of music playing, you know, and each p- people would get up when their track came on. And um, it kind of just became ingrained in me, that thing where I had all these different influences from these clubs and uh, and it, it's all part of growing up for me you know even though i started off as a punk then sort of moved into metal i always had this little goth sideline as well and um yeah I, I just i just find it interesting that that's gone so much out of vogue but it had some interesting ideas in it and i wasn't trying to recreate it or bring it back to life i just thought you know some of the interesting ideas that they had like um injected into our sound for instance we've got a song called ghosts and it's very bass guitar and drum driven and the guitars are kind of more like um a texture over the top you know layers mm-hmm. over the top it's certainly not riff driven and that's something that, that that type of music used to excel at so yeah we mixed some of that stuff in i mean there's three, at least three three tracks maybe four tracks that um delve into that territory and then there's there's various other things as well there's a couple of tracks on there that i have no idea where they came from musically <laughs> it just came out of like messing around and experimenting you know is what if for someone who hasn't gotten into the some of the that 80s goth stuff? I mean, I've dabbled a little bit, you know, I know like Sisters of Mercy and some of the bigger stuff, but for someone who hasn't checked it out, is there any couple albums that are you know must listens? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it doesn't age well, that's <laughs> the problem. You had to be in there, kind of thing, you okay. know, a lot of it because it's kind of very you know, a lot of that stuff from the mid early 80s, it's it suffered from production things as well as stylized things you know that were that were very much of its time yeah i have a soft spot for all that though i love when i hear something that has that 80s production on it you know with a lot of like the new wave type stuff or any of those that little electronic elements i mean i'm a sucker for it but i know for some it's probably like immediately a no yes yeah, it's, it's, it's really weird how things can come back in vogue time and again you know things that you wouldn't think would come back either so you know it's a, yeah it's i mean well okay well well things that i i mean there's a a band called, well, an American band called Christian Death, actually, that did a, an album called Only Theatre of Pain. That's a really good mm. record that has been ripped off by a few metal bands in obscure ways, like um, Celtic Frost on their Into the Pandemonium album. Okay. Um, his vocal style on that was just taken straight from Ros Williams, the singer of um, Christian Death. And then you've got your more mainstream stuff like Susie and the Banshees' early stuff and the Q was early stuff, Sisters of Mercy is early mm-hmm. stuff that was, that's all pretty solid, really. You know, it's all pretty, uh, you know, well done and miserable and stuff. Uh, but that's that's my only thing, really. I, I like lots of different types of music, but I just don't like happy music. <laughs> that's that's sure. about the only, uh, you know, I can listen to pop music if it's in minor key and sad and miserable, you know. A yeah. Smith song, for instance, you could, it just it just depends what it is, you know. Sure. You know, I was going to, I just maybe think, because I don't know of a lot of, bands now in the metal scene you know that are using those gothic sounds i mean the only one i can think of from last year have you ever heard that band called idle hands no 
No, never heard. Yeah, they were a smaller band that just kind of came out with their debut last year, but they did a lot kind of with that 80s gothic sound. I mean, you might be interested in them, actually. Yeah, I'll check it. I'll check it out because, I mean, I'm kind of obsessed with Bandcamp. Um, okay. Most of the bands that I find through Bandcamp, it's always extreme music, which yeah. is great because I love extreme music, you know, um, harsh noise stuff or grindcore stuff or whatever. But um, it's hard to find good um, underground bands that are doing something a little on the softer side so that that would be interesting for me to to check out you know yeah so, so yeah that's cool i, I mean i i love exploring Bandcamp. camp there's so much on there it's hard to go through it all i mean <laughs> have you had any favorites that you've come across lately or things that you are into yeah i, I kind of constantly i go off recommendations usually and sometimes i find things that i think it's a new band and it's like seven years ago or something but yeah y- you still find it i mean I, I, when i was um, i was recording in salem a couple of years ago and uh, in massachusetts and someone said oh you should check out this band called um, black tomb and i thought yeah okay i'll check it out when i go home so i, I didn't bother and then i went back and then it turns out they are actually from massachusetts so i should have checked them out while i was there but <laughs> um and then I, I heard they were playing in a club near me in leeds so i went to see them and i just thought they were great it's kind of like uh i don't know sabbathy stuff which it mm-hmm. usually bores me because i love sabbath but i don't see the point in recreating sabbath time yeah. and time again but with like black metal vocals and dissonant stuff going on over the top so i thought it was Pretty interesting. And um, we played with a band in Par- uh, Paradise Lost, played in Ireland. And we played with a band called Owl Crusher, which is a terrible name, but the, <laughs> the, the band were absolutely amazing. It's like this mixture of industrial and funeral doom, and I just thought that was great as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of always um, surprised by things that, um, that you know, I, but it's, like you say, it does take a lot of sifting through. Yeah. Well, I think that's really cool. I respect that because I talk to a lot of bands and bands who have been around for a while. Guys, usually in a band like of your status and, and length, you know, a lot of times they're they don't check out the new stuff. They kind of stay with the old stuff, which is fine. But I do think that's pretty cool that you kind of stay up to date and kind of, you know, continue to explore new things. Yeah. The only thing I don't like is scene head type stuff, you know, <laughs> where it becomes a bit too much of a, a thing. Yeah. So, so, you know, like for instance, when code orange came out, code orange kids, I, I liked everything probably up till, or, or at least parts of it up until this latest release. Mm-hmm. And it's become too much of a scene now mm. because I, I like, I liked a UK band called leached as well on, that I found through Bandcamp, And they were, yeah. they were a great sort of off kilter grindcore band. That they use like whammy pedals and it sounds bizarre, but this latest release that leached has done, it sounds like a code orange tribute or something. So <laughs> it, it seems to have become a little bit too much of a scene for me that I like, I like it's when it's, the whole point of Bandcamp for me is that's where the interesting stuff. It's not the mainstream. Yeah, it's, it's it's the underground where the the experimentation with no boundaries goes on. You know. Yeah, but yeah, bands that aren't afraid to take a risk. They're not. What you know, they have nothing to lose. You know, they're they're coming out with what they want to put out. That's exactly. Yeah, there's no history there. There's no there's, there's nothing to prove to anybody, and uh, you, you know, you get a lot of misfires. But amongst all them, you you'll get the odd one, and it's like, wow, what a great idea, or what a great melding of um styles you know yeah yeah it, i know what you mean though i'm the same way when when you start getting too many of one thing and it's just it loses the spark we were just talking about this the other day with a lot of the more simplistic death metal that's coming out because i really love it um mm-hmm. the caveman simple just you know really oh, old too, school yeah. <laughs> i love it but there's just yeah. so so much of it and uh it's be, to me um uh, i have that same feeling that you had when you were talking about the code orange stuff where it's definitely a very strong scene with that going on right now and i'm kind of looking for the just the best of the best and stuff that maybe are trying a few new things in there as well yeah i mean i, I think i've always been I, I think it comes from 
being younger when I was, I was kind of more of a mixtape type guy, you know, where I get bored very fast. You know, I, I'm very obsessive about lots of different types of music, but I get bored so fast that, you know, I, I couldn't, li- I, I don't want to listen to grindcore for 20 minutes straight. I want to listen to it for six or seven or eight minutes and then put a doom track on and then put <laughs> something else on and maybe a goth track and then maybe some industrial stuff or whatever. I find that far more interesting. Maybe maybe I'm just too uh, transient. It might be just me, <laughs> me personally. But I think it comes out of the whole tape trading scene where you would just mm-hmm. you would get cassettes a, a delivery every day, and it'd be from different places all around the world, and it'd be people putting three track demos on of different t- styles of music on a ninety minute tape. You know, so you'd yeah. you'd have so much different stuff to check out in one go. And um, I think I think that just I just t- I've just taken that with me. You know. Does that have anything to do with, you know, you doing a couple different side projects now to kind of get some of that stuff out? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I started doing the first one, Balanfire. I started doing that probably 2010. And yeah, that was definitely a reminiscing thing about how good it was. And I didn't think anyone was doing it right Mm -hmm. and doing it justice. So I wanted to do something myself. Whether I accomplished that, I have no idea. But um, it wasn't meant to be a long-lived thing. It was meant to, you know. But we just had a lot of fun doing it, so we continued it. Yeah. But after the three, after the three records, we thought leave it as a trilogy with of, of what we think are decent records with a relatively intact sentiment attached to it. But then after I finished doing that, I just, I just still hankered after doing something a little more extreme. And uh, Strigoi, I'm sort of continuing with that and. Um, yeah, it gives me a little outlet for that kind of thing. Um, all the stuff that I don't think should be in a band like Paradise Lost. So it's like all the harsher sides of music, whatever that may be. Yeah. Does that ever change how you come back to Paradise Lost? Like maybe you maybe you got that side out of you, so you're just more open to you know doing the more mellow stuff. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you were really feeling what you were doing on that project, so you were like, you know what, I want to continue that with some Paradise Lost. Does that ever happen, or is it pretty separate? It's very separate. Um, I'm, I'm 100% into whatever I'm doing at the time I'm doing it, but I do find it quite easy to switch. So, for instance, I wrote the Strigoi record. Um, the day I finished it, the next day I was writing the new Paradise Lost record. Mm, wow. and, and it is like a switch to me because music for me is all about moods. And yeah. I think of it in terms of moods and what it, and imagery and what it makes you picture in your mind. Or um, I don't think of it in terms of what other styles of music it represents. I always find that lazy journalism when – they talk about a band in, in musical styles and in, in terms of other bands that like it. I prefer I prefer things like, you know, um, imagery. Like if you said something like, oh, this track reminded me of some thunder rolling in across the sea or something, you know. It sounds very arty and wanky, but it's it's when I listen to music, that's what that's why I picture. I picture things like that. And when I write music, I want a similar thing to happen. So with Strigoi, I see it as very kind of um, – uh, a bit visceral, but very unnerving. Some of it slightly dissonant, angry type stuff. And with, with Paradise Lost, it's very uh, bittersweet, uh, melancholic, introspective type yeah. stuff. So, so yeah, I've, all I have to do is switch the the mood to be able to do the different things. I think I'm the same way. I'm I'm very very mood based, and I, I love so many different sides of metal. It's like it could be uh, it could be my mood just in general. It could be like the weather. It could be the season or you know, there's so many different things that will make me decide on what I want to put on. So actually, this is this kind of ties in because I was I was wondering what you would tell people, like what is the right mood they should be in for this new album? Because 
sometimes I make the mistake where I check out a new album and I think this is just not for me or, you know, and then I go back and I check it out another time and I, it's like one of my favorite albums. And I think a lot of the time is it's just a different mood. So what do you think, what, what should people approach this one with? Well, you see, I, I, I think that's the opposite way around of, of, of how I would look at it because I don't think you have to, have to be in a specific mood to listen to this album or, or, or that type of music. I think it's what mood it evokes in you. Mm. Um, because like if, if you're ultra depressed, maybe it's not the right thing. Maybe you don't even want to listen to music at all. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe it's not the right thing to do. Um, I, I, yeah, I think it's, it's like reading a book and it paints pictures in your mind. It's that kind of thing. Or a smell or a taste can put you somewhere in another world almost, you know. I, I think that's what music does for me, and I hope it does for other people as well. So if you listen to our album, you know, it's, it's, uh, the, the Obsidian album, maybe some tracks might be some kind of escapism in some way. And, and you know, some poems of music are, are, are the opposite of that. It's it's very real, it's very visceral. And, but I think with Paradise Lost, we're, we're far more of a, in the camp of escapism, really. So it's, it's whatever it takes you to, really. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's, that's an interesting perspective. I like that. Yeah, well, it's a very, it definitely put me in a certain mood. And I, I, like I said, I really, I really like it. I think it's really cool. I know it comes out May 15th. So hopefully everybody gets a chance to check it out. I know you guys can't announce anything with tours right now with the pandemic going on. Are you guys just going to wait and see what happens? Or are you guys trying to make plans? Or, or what's the plan with all that? Well, it's kind of interesting. I don't know how many musicians you've spoken to since this whole thing started. But it's, uh, it's I mean, me talking you know, every day, I have a conversation with our management or label or the other guys and bands or whatever. And it's 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 not looking great, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- there's a mood within the industry that it may be a, a permanent thing where people have to adapt, um, and it's going to take a lot of patience from bands, fans, promoters, everyone alike, till we can get to the other side of this. I don't think it's going to be a very fast thing, you know, um, because mass gatherings, the class does gigs, so you know it's probably going to be the last thing that comes back. I mean, for us. Most festivals have, have been cancelled. The ones that haven't been cancelled will be cancelled, whether they like it or not, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have um, the, the thing we're working towards at the moment is we're doing a show the way we play the album in its entirety in September. Okay. Um, so we're, we're, we're aiming towards that. We're doing separate rehearsals and stuff, you know, all the things we can do to get ready for that. Whether it happens or not, time will tell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the word from within the industry is we'll be lucky if we see anything this year. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, but but we didn't want to put the album back. I mean, a, a few bands have, and I didn't really see the point. We were asked if we wanted to buy Nuclear Blast, but I, I think it's kind of more important now that if you're locked in and you can't go anywhere, that you need things like books and music and film and things to feed your brain, so you don't go yeah. looting and stuff. You know, I think it helps. Yeah, having something you know it gives a little bit of normalcy and it gives you something to look forward to and enjoy. I, I I completely agree. I love that some bands are still trying to do it. I get it. It's probably harder. You can't tour on it. You can't promote it in the same way. But like you said, I mean, yeah, I mean, it'll, it, it'll no doubt impact sales somehow of our record. But that's going to be a global thing. It's not just mm-hmm. going to be our band. You know, it's going to be across the board. Yeah. And I don't necessarily see how putting it off, putting an album off till September, November, will help with that. I, you know, it's because. Sure. Nobody knows when the end of it's going to be. And plus, like 70% of people get their music online anyway, whether it's yeah. on- online orders or streaming or whatever now. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. 
Well, Greg, I really appreciate it, man. Uh, I can't wait for everybody else to hear the album and, and good luck with everything coming out. And, and hopefully you guys can get back on the road at some point this year. Yeah, you're welcome, Jason. No point. Uh, yeah, I, I just can't wait. I mean, this is the longest I've ever gone without being on a stage two months in oh, yeah. 30 years. So kind of uh, hankering to get back there. And, but uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see everyone on the other side.